Welcome to Beyond the Show 2022. This is our second season. I think that's sort of an unofficial designation, but I'm going to run with that. The second season of Beyond the Show is here, and I couldn't be more excited. This is, of course, the podcast home of all things Cannabis Conference. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of the Cannabis Group at GIE Media. Happy belated New Year. This week, we're visiting Michigan. My guest is Narmeen Jarus, Chief Development Officer at Exclusive Brands. Drawing lessons from her own life experiences, something we'll get into in the interview, Narmeen has dedicated her life to ensuring the cannabis industry succeeds in the best way possible while educating others about the health and wellness benefits of cannabis. Narmeen graduated from the University of Michigan-Dearborn in 2018 with a degree in behavioral and biological sciences and a minor in sociology, and then went into medical sales and was promoted to the director of marketing in just three quick months. Narmeen worked at a restaurant management company throughout her high school and college tenure, and that's where she was introduced to the team that would eventually become Exclusive Brands. She left her role in medical sales to run Exclusive's business development department because her values aligned with the overall company mission of making clean and safe cannabis accessible to all while promoting social equity. She's the youngest executive in Exclusive history and hopes to make her mark on the cannabis industry. Based on the conversation, she's well on her way to accomplishing that goal. We talked about social equity, the power of boots-on-the-ground partnerships, and the launch of her own brand, and the creative work that that entailed. So please enjoy my conversation with Narmeen Jarus. Hello, Narmeen, and thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. Very glad to have you aboard for this week's episode of Beyond the Show. And of course, uh, you know, lately we've been doing a lot of reviewing of the past year as the, the calendar flips over to another one. And 2021 seemed to be particularly exciting and successful for exclusive brands uh, in Michigan. So I wanted to maybe begin just by having you uh, provide us with a couple of your personal highlights from 2021, whether that be on the business side. Um, I know there were a couple there was an expansion or, or a series of expansions, rather, for the company in Michigan, or even more on the social equity side. And I know we can get into some, some more topics on that side shortly. But for 2021, for you, uh, what were some of your highlights? You know, 2021 was uh, a really great year in a lot of ways. And that's so funny to say, especially with like the kind of craziness and turmoil that's the general vibe of 2021. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we powered through the best we could. Um do you know so much to our really wonderful employees the team here at exclusive is just so phenomenal and that's the only way we were able to kind of power through the year is we have such a great support system such a great team here that are so excited about the industry that want you know not only exclusive to succeed but cannabis in michigan and on a federal level to succeed and so all of our highlights are due completely to them. So I, I just like cannot express the gratitude I have for our team here um, because it is such a it was such a wild year, and I think we 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 really powered through it. We really made it through it well. Um, you know, we had our store opening in Grand Rapids, which was really wonderful. Um, Grand Rapids is such a phenomenal city, and um, so that was one of my you know one of my favorite highlights of the year. And of course, the launch of my brand Nino's Naturals, um, which is a brand under the exclusive brands umbrella that we are so proud of. That really brought a lot of um, CBD and THC mixes into the market, and I feel like filled a really niche part of the market that was lacking, and that I think will help a lot of 
medical patients and new and people who are new to cannabis, um, as well as kind of the seasoned veteran cannabis consumer. Um, so we were really excited about that, um, along with our partnership with the Black and Brown Cannabis Guild, which is a Grand Rapids-based nonprofit um, that does really wonderful work with expungements and resource fairs and is really helping move the needle for social equity in Michigan. Um, so those are my favorite highlights that, you know, we were able to expand our footprint. We were able to expand our product lines to serve more people. And that's really the goal here at Exclusive is just to make cannabis more accessible every step of the way. Fantastic. Yeah. And there are certainly a couple of threads that I'm interested in, in pulling at as the conversation goes on. Um, but did just want to sort of take a look at that term social equity, which of course is, um, you know, it's a, it's a very important concept that's being baked into state regulations in some cases, as well as corporate policies in other cases. Uh, but exclusive has sort of always put it out front and center and, and made it a very important pillar of the company. At least that much is clear, you know, from from my perspective, from the outside looking in. Um, could you maybe take a moment to almost define social equity from exclusives perspective and um, talk a bit about what that looks like on the inside? Yeah, so I think that um, social equity for exclusive really um, the definition of it really morphed as we kind of grew and as we learn more um, in the industry. And I'm the first to say we don't know everything and we're not doing the best we can do. And that's just because I'm a super critical person. And I want to um, really emphasize that like, we are not the best at this, but we're trying to be the best at this. And, um, you know, along the way, we are going to make mistakes and we're going to learn so much from, um, from our failures and then also from our successes. And so exclusive, you know, set out years ago to put social equity on the forefront. Um, we really wanted to make cannabis a more equitable space because we know the sensitivities around um, cannabis legalization and decriminalization, both in the state of Michigan and also nationwide. And we, there are still black and brown people and you know just people of all um, backgrounds in prison for cannabis offenses and cannabis related offenses. And that is absolutely absurd as you look over the many wonderful, successful highlights of exclusive this year, because you look at those highlights and then you look at the people that are still in prison and that is absurd. And so we set out to make social equity um, our mission. We put it on the forefront and our plan initially was to help people get into the licensed industry, which is wonderful. And we've been successful at getting several social equity applicants licensed. Um, but we saw that, you know, uh, we were missing a big, a key part of it and that some people can't even get to that point yet. Some people can't get to the point where they're ready to get licensed and into the industry. And so while we were hoping to help a great amount of people, we realized our kind of our target demographic was slowly shrinking because people were less and less capable of doing this because they weren't being given the right resources. And so I'm not the type of person to kind of reinvent the wheel. And so we set out to find organizations that were already doing this really great work that we could lend our support to. Because I think that's really important. I think that a lot of companies kind of want to do their own thing and start from scratch. And that's really wonderful. And I think it's, um, it's optimistic and it's admirable, but at the same time, if there are really great groups that are already doing it, 
there's no reason why you can't just lend the support and let them take some of the credit. And frankly, I think Black and Brown Cannabis Guild deserves all the credit because they do so much wonderful work and we are so proud to support them both on the exclusive brand side where we're, we have a corporate partnership with them and on the Nino's Natural side where we're donating a portion of all proceeds um, to the Black and Brown Cannabis Guild. And so we saw that they were doing the work, they were doing it effectively, they were being transparent in their work, and they were just out there like on the ground helping people. And that's the kind of stuff I love. And that's why we were dying to work with them. And so social equity did was no longer just meant getting people into the licensed industry. It meant getting people's records expunged. It meant helping them um, have resources and connect with investors and doing things like that. And so our kind of our our vision of social equity really grew this past year, which I should have mentioned as a highlight because I think that's so wonderful. And we really saw a lot of the ways we were doing things wrong. And I think that's important too. And I think it's important for companies um, to be able to admit when, you know, they might've been misguided or misinformed or, um, or really could have done something better. And I think that's the only way we'll continue to grow is, is recognizing where we're lacking and continuing to you know move forward and accepting that and learning from it. And I think that's what we've done in the last year. So I'm really proud of that. And now going into you know 2022, we have a really great partner in the Black and Brown Cannabis Guild. And um, we kind of have a better idea of, of what we need to be doing in this state to help make cannabis more equitable. Yeah, certainly an ongoing conversation. And I think the expungement clinics are such an interesting thing to look at because on one hand, of course, it certainly helps if, if the individuals who are coming to these, if, they, if they're looking to get into the industry, either as an employee or they're looking to get licensed down the line, the expungement process itself is, uh, a, I guess, a prerequisite uh, on some level. But even if they're not interested in working in the industry or pursuing a license, uh, it may not have anything to do with cannabis, actually, but the, the expungement is a very critical component of how this industry has come to be. And it's something it's you know necessary work that needs to be done. Um, uh, could you talk a bit about sort of what that looked like um, with the Black and Brown Cannabis Guild, what that process was from both you, know, you and the partner's side? Because I know it's, it gets into some legal territory and it may not be super clear how to run one of these things. Yeah. So um, the number one thing I want to emphasize is the Black and Brown Cannabis Guild is the one that's out there on the ground doing all this work. So they deserve mm-hmm. all the credit for the for these like crazy expungement fairs that they're throwing. Um, and, you know, they have a great legal team. They have a great like pre-screening process to try to make it as transparent as possible for everybody trying to get the expungements and coming and attending the resource fairs. Um, and they do a really wonderful job of organizing all of that and, um, you know, getting lawyers to donate their time and getting their legal department to, you know, go over, um, certain processes that will make the expungement go quicker. And after they do all that and they host an event, which is already its own, you know, kind of animal to, to, to take care of, they are on the ground working with these people and interacting with all these people that have been really disenfranchised by the system. And they're helping them get, um, understand the process themselves. And so I think it's really important to understand that Getting, you know, a lay person to understand these really complicated legal processes is very difficult because I feel like they're built to be difficult. You know, they're not made to um, to be easily accessible by people, which is such a travesty. 
Um, but I think what BBCG really excels in is, is translating that, is, is telling people exactly what they have to do next and how, how they can get this off their record. And then they do like aftercare in that it's, it doesn't stop there at the expungement. They they help they follow up with people. They help make sure it actually was removed from the record. It's not it's not stuck in you know clerical hell essentially. And so um, they're they're doing all of that work, and we are supporting them financially. But also we donate um, several people in our company donate their time to the expungement fairs. So like I personally was a notary um, at the expungement fair because that was really, you know, I don't have a law degree. Um, that was the best way I could contribute. Um, and so um, I, I was a notary along with um, some of our other colleagues here at Exclusive. And then there's people that just showed up to help, you know, pass out food and set up booths and all of that. So a lot of people from Exclusive just donated their time, which I think that's so important as well, um, is giving your employees the opportunity to donate their time because I feel like a lot of people who work in the industry even on like a retail level or, you know, people who are like packagers in our processing department, they want to volunteer at events like this because they're passionate about the cannabis industry as a whole. Um, and so we, we were able to support BBCG in that way. Um, and we were able to kind of watch them work their magic and, and look at all the hard work that the entire crew over there um, does. But also I'm, you know, Denavia Moje, who's the executive director over there is really just like, she's, she's a force is all I can say. She is amazing. And she does so much wonderful work there and is able to organize all this and, um, and get everything together and deliver what ends up being a really successful event that helps so many people. And it's so wonderful because I feel like a lot of the times you donate money or you donate your time or whatever it may be, and you don't really see the end result and that's okay. And you just trust that it's there and you're helping people. But I, when I was able to just you know, volunteer as a notary, I was able to see the people we were helping individually, every single one I got to sign off on their expungement. And that feels so good. And that makes you realize the impact that companies can have in this industry. Um, but a lot are choosing not to. And so I'm really proud to be leading exclusive in a way that we put social equity on the forefront. We put our passions on the forefront like this, and we make sure that we are really Im helping improve the communities that we're a part of, because that's so important to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love hearing all the different angles on this, uh, certainly including the, the physical on the ground uh, participation, I think is, is critical just on an individual basis, like you're saying. And then of course, you mentioned earlier, the financial support that in part is coming from, uh, from Nino's Naturals. So I wanted to maybe um, go down that road a bit with you and you know, there's a lot of conversations going on in cannabis about just brand development or uh, branding in general. Um, it's, uh, I think we're a pretty exciting segment of the industry, uh, and it can be also in its own way, sometimes confusing too. Um, so for you and, you know, from the perspective of you and exclusive, of course, what did the development stages of that brand look like and, and how did it, I guess, come to be? Um, you know, it's actually a really funny story because, it, it was not set out to be what it is right now. And so, and that kind of is how every story starts with an industry like this. Things, you know, change so quickly. Um, but really it started out with my own need, personal need for pain relief and relief from nausea and fatigue. Um, I have a chronic disease um, called endometriosis and it is a very debilitating disease. It's something that um, I was diagnosed when I was 15 years old, um, but was suffering for far longer with it. 
And I never found anything to relieve the pain until I started using cannabis. And I didn't even start using cannabis until I came to here at Exclusive. And um, I was kind of introduced to this really wonderful world of pain relief. And I, um, you know, I started off using these products and I, like any other cannabis consumer, started figuring out what works for me and what doesn't and what and how much I should take and what and um, how much makes me feel good versus, you know, maybe not so great and kind of really trying to experiment with all these things now. And I'm lucky enough to work at a cannabis company um, and and help with R&D. And so we were able to really formulate products that could help me, but also would not um, impair me or deter me from my work. And so my problem was that I was in so much pain that I could not work. I was so nauseous that I could not work, but also if I get high, I licensing is not the easiest thing in the world to do. So I, it's not like I can really show up to work high. It's not like I can, um, do all these things impaired. Um, and so I, I set out to find products that, would help with my pain and with my nausea um, without impairing me. And I really couldn't find anything on the market that was working for me. So we set out to create it. And so um, we started out um, just kind of looking, you know, R&D in these different um, THC, CBD mixes. And, um, and that really spiraled to being kind of my personal project. And in that, the, the leadership team behind Exclusive all agreed that it should kind of just be my baby. And um, it's called Nino's Naturals. And Nino is actually my childhood nickname. And um, very few people call me that. Many more people now that that's the name of the brand. Um, but my partners here at Exclusive have known me for so long that they've called me Nino my whole life. And so one day at like 1130 at night, I get a text message from my partner here at Exclusive who says, we should call this new brand Nino's Naturals. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I do not want it to be named after me. That is far too much attention on me. I am not comfortable with this. And they suckered me into it because they said, this is your baby. You have been working on this from the beginning. These are your products. They were built for you. And that's kind of how this, this entire brand was born. And it's really wonderful because it was built for me in that I, I are indeed the products. I saw what worked for me, what worked for my pain, what for, worked for my nausea, what worked for the whole slew of symptoms I have. And I know that they're going to work for other people who are in similar positions. And I think that we built it and like very consciously and every step of the way we were thinking, how is this product going to help people? How is this product going to affect people who maybe don't need the medicinal side of it, but really are just more um, of like the adult use recreational users. Um, and how can we make it so that anyone who needs a product can find a product within our line? And that's kind of where we set out to with our mission of cannabis for everyone is we really want to be able to find a product for everyone. And that's hard to do because everybody's body is different and everybody reacts differently to cannabis. Um, but I think we really did a good job in having a very wide range of, of products that um, range for, with their CBD and their THC levels. Um, and we have a, you know, we even have a full CBD line that we ship nationwide um, that is uh, just CBD only because there are so many people who either um, don't use products with THC or live in states where they can't use products with THC. And we want to be able to help those people too. And so we ship nationwide um, our Nino's Natural CBD. And um, we were really excited to just offer something for everyone. Um, and I think we were able to kind of successfully 
do that. And we're continuing to expand our product line. Um, we're continuing to, you know, R and D and make sure that we're putting out the best products we can. Um, and thus far, I think we've done a wonderful job. And just the cherry on top is be, being able to donate a portion of all proceeds to the, to the Black and Brown Cannabis Guild, um, because that kind of goes through, you know, cannabis for everyone. I feel like is inspired by social equity. Is inspired by trying to kind of get everyone on board and help everyone, and um, and really fix, you know, what is essentially a structural and a systemic problem, um, which you know, one company can't do that. One company can't fix the decades and decades of, of inequities around cannabis. Um, but we're sure trying and we're trying to encourage other companies to do the same. And so Mino's Naturals is going to be a brand that leads by example. We're going to do everything we can to both help our patients and our consumers, but also help everyone and help the people that have been really disenfranchised by the cannabis industry and by the legal system and by, you know, just the state of everything forever. <laughs> and so that's kind of what we set out to do. And I think we've done good so far and we're going to hope, you know, continue to do more and more in 2022. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a great message. And that idea or that maybe open-ended question of what works for me is a common theme that I hear from folks who are either, you know, new to the industry or just new as a consumer or even folks who've been uh, consuming cannabis for a while, trying to find what works for me can be challenging. And of course, um, you know, being involved with a, uh, a consumer facing cannabis company certainly helps a lot. So I'm, I'm curious, just uh, maybe as we're you know, looking at 2022 and some ongoing trends, what are some ways that the sort of classic dispensary retail environment can help that conversation along? I mean, obviously developing a brand is, is a super important thing because it's, you know, a bit more easily understood and, and people can engage with the brand in, in different ways. But, but being in the store and, and having conversations is a, another important pillar. And I'm just curious, at, you know, at, at Exclusive, what are some of the ways that your team is trying to really, you know, help the consumer along and identify what may work for them along the way? Yeah. So um, I always say that most important part is, um, or one of the most important parts is the bud tender experience with with consumers because they're kind of our front lines. They're the ones that are talking to the customers. You know, I'm stuck behind a desk all day, um, but but they're really on the ground talking to people and understanding what our customers need. And so we get so much feedback from our bud tenders, and that I think is such a key part of it because. They tell us what their what their um, patients and customers are saying works and what doesn't work and what they like and what they don't like. And I think all of that is so important because it's really the only way or like the easiest way to kind of reach our, our consumer base. And even the butt tenders themselves have so much wonderful feedback to give because a lot of the times they are users and they know the products well themselves. And when a new product's on the shelf, we like to, you know, um, make sure the butt tenders get a chance to try it because they have such wonderful insights and feedback. And even for example, we, um, Nino's Naturals has a line of patches and the patches range from full CBD to full THC. We have three to ones, we have one to ones, they're combination patches. And so we set out to create these patches and we actually got feedback from one of our butt tenders that um, the typical patches on the market, um, she's allergic to something in the adhesive. And so she can never use them. And so we kind of use that as a basis of, okay, well, 
maybe we can try to find an, an adhesive that's more universal. And that's what we set out to do. And now she's able to use patches um, because of that. And so that's such a small thing. But like if she's having that reaction, maybe a lot of people are having that reaction and we're alienating a certain part of the market to um, be, because of this and because of these kind of match patches that we have. And so um, we really, that's just a small example of like, we took that feedback and we made sure we integrated it into our R&D and we were able to come out with a product that helps more people because of it. I think uh, that right there is a really good illustration of, of how that sort of back and forth conversation can work and how it can be, you know, implemented, you know, in, in practice. And you know, it's, it really is super exciting to, to watch a lot of that unfold. Again, here I am just on the sidelines here, but it's, it's a fun story to follow along with. Um, you know, a lot of these interviews recently I've been sort of wrapping with a, a look ahead as somewhat cheesy as it may be. You know, we are heading into this new year and just uh, curious, Normine, what are you hoping to achieve? Uh, this could be sort of a, a cannabis New Year's resolution, if you will, or just something that you're sort of working on or, or hoping to learn in the, in the coming months. Um, so, you know, I love that question because we're always looking forward here at Exclusive. It's kind of been my personal philosophy as well. My whole life is just like, okay, it is what it is. What do we do now? And what are we going to do moving forward? And how can things get better? Um, and so I think for, you know, Exclusive as a whole, we're going to continue trying to increase our footprint um, nationwide. Um, and just in that, we're going to try to reach as many consumers as we can. We're going to try to make cannabis as accessible as possible. And that's from, you know, location wise. So people can actually, you know, purchase the cannabis easily, but also from a, a financial standpoint in that we want a wide range of prices for our products so that, you know, every, like everyone can have a chance to use them because if we price our products, you know, way on the high end, we're going to be alienating a huge part of the market. And so as we look into 2022 and beyond, I hope that we continue to expand our product lines. We continue to reach more and more people and make cannabis more accessible because that's so important to me. Um, but also on the social equity side that we're able to make more substantial progress. Um, I think we've done a great job thus far. I always think we can do better. And so I hope to re be able to reach more people. I hope to be able to help more people get licensed in the industry, but also help the people, um, you know, the same way that BBCG does and continue supporting their efforts and in, in helping individuals and helping, you know, those people who are disenfranchised. Um, and even if they're not going to be in the cannabis industry. And so um, I, I hope from a social equity standpoint, we can continue to make really great progress. And um, I really hope, you know, Nino's Naturals, you know, really takes off and is able to have more of a retail footprint nationwide. Um, because I really think they're products that can help a lot of people with a lot of different conditions, um, you know, from from chronic illnesses um, to, you know, even mental illnesses. I, I know that um, CBD helps so greatly with things like anxiety and even PTSD and so many things that, you know, it's helped me myself and I hope that it can help a lot of other people. And so I'm really excited for people to try these products. Um, they're like tried and true by yours truly. Um, I try them every day. My entire nightstand is just Nino's Naturals products, which everybody always kind of pokes fun at me at, but they really are products that we use here every single day. And that's why I have the confidence in the brand and in the products and in its, um, in the ability for it to expand nationwide, because I, I think that we kind of nailed it. I'm a very critical person. Um, and I'm very self-critical, but I really think we did well with this one. And, um, I'm really excited to see it 
expand nationwide. And I'm really hoping that in 2022 and beyond, people can try these products and and get the same relief that I've gotten. I love it. And we are definitely eager to follow along. Lots of exciting stuff there. Uh, Narmeen, it was, it was great getting a chance to talk to you this week and uh, really appreciate your time on the show. Of course. Thanks so much for having me on. That's a wrap on another episode of Beyond the Show. That's episode 25 overall, and of course, our first one here in 2022 in the second season of Beyond the Show. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Narmeen Jarus. I know I did. It's always great to get a chance to visit Michigan and talk a bit about social equity, sort of an evolving landscape within the industry. This is something that, of course, we're going to be talking about a bit more at Canvas Conference 2022. That's sort of what this podcast was designed to do, make sure that we have space for speakers to talk a bit more about the topics they're addressing in person out in Las Vegas. We did that at Cannabis Conference 2021 and sort of started this podcast right before the show. Of course, we decided to continue it after the show. Here we are in a new year getting ready for the next Cannabis Conference. That's August 23rd to the 25th out in Las Vegas. You can learn more at CannabisConference.com. One thing I want to note is uh, we will be announcing the Cannabis Conference Advisory Board very soon. All of those fantastic folks are going to be making their way through the show and talking a bit about their role, not only in just planning the conference and uh, you know discussing some of the sessions that we're about to unveil, but also some of these topics that we're getting into, some of the more thematic aspects of the conference and the industry in general. Keep an eye out for the educational sessions. We'll be announcing those later on uh, in, in a few months here. And uh, again, CannabisConference.com. That's where all the information is going to be. You can sign up for the Cannabis Conference newsletter. Make sure you're first in line for the latest updates. And that planning process is really going to be starting to heat up very soon. So keep your eyes on that website, CannabisConference.com. Until then, every Friday in Season 2 of Beyond the Show, we're going to continue these conversations. Thanks. Thanks.